Faith, Hope and Love, episode 322, the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. This weekend, our Lord teaches us the most important lesson. He reminds us that following Him is the path of unselfish service, love and sacrifice. Our Lord also shows us that God's ideas of greatness are very different from the ideas of the world. This is Faith, Hope and Love. salvation of the people, says the Lord. Should they cry to me in any distress, I will hear them, and I will be their Lord for ever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone. Welcome as we gather to take time to reflect upon the meaning of God's word for our everyday lives and encounter his sacrament in the Eucharist. Coming together as brothers and sisters, with confidence let us ask the Father's forgiveness, for he is full of gentleness and compassion. Lord Jesus, you call your people to turn away from sin. Lord, have mercy. You teach us wisdom and write your truth in our inmost heart. Christ, have mercy. You forgive sins through the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your
us pray that God will grant us eternal life. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbour, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom The godless say, Let us lie in wait for the righteous one, who makes life inconvenient to us and opposes our actions, who reproaches us for sins against the law and accuses us of sins against our training. Let us see if his words are true and let us test what will happen at the end of his life. For if the righteous one is God's son, God will help him and will deliver him from the hand of his adversaries. Let us test him with insult and torture so that we may find out how gentle he is and make trial of his forbearance. Let us condemn him to a shameful death. For according to what he says, he will be protected. The Word of the Lord The Lord upholds my life. O God, save me by your name, by your power uphold my cause. O God, hear my prayer, listen to the words of my mouth. For the proud have risen against me, ruthless foes seek my life. They have no regard for God, but I have God for my help. The Lord upholds my life. I will sacrifice to you with willing heart and praise your name, for it is good. The Lord upholds my life. A reading from the letter of St. James. Beloved, where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder, and you covet something and cannot obtain it, 
so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. God has called us with the gospel to share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After leaving the mountain, Jesus and his disciples went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying, and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, Jesus asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. Jesus sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord I love the system of continuous readings that the Catholic Church and many other denominations in the Christian churches have developed, the lectionary cycle as it's called. I think that its true genius is that it allows the Bible to come alive in our yearly journey. The readings this weekend are challenging, but I love that too. It would be easier for us to pick the readings that we like every week, to pick the texts that most speak to us and expound on them. But perhaps if I were to do that, or anyone was to do that, we would be sorely tempted to pass over all those passages that challenge us, that move us out of our comfort zone, or that are very difficult to understand, those really important parts as well that are inviting us to be a disciple in the building up of Christ's kingdom and not our watered-down version of it, that I might think the kingdom of God should be but isn't. Through our journey through the continuous cycle of readings, we don't choose the text. It chooses us, and it reads our lives, and God transforms them, reshaping them in God's image, not in our own. So scenes like this weekend's gospel can be really sobering, and they give us the impression that the disciples never fully understood what the Lord was trying to teach them. But we have to keep in mind that the gospels largely are a sneak peek into the formation and training of the disciples 
that they were getting from the moment Jesus started his earthly ministry. Later, after Jesus' death and resurrection and his ascension back to the Father in heaven, and after the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the disciples were transformed and enlightened. They finally understood the message and teaching of Jesus. No longer were they wrangling and jockeying for the best place of honour. No longer were they squabbling over who was the greatest or what part of the work Jesus left for us to complete was their part and other people's part, or what was the most lucrative part of the ministry. All these things paled as they got a sense of the full import of Christ's message. We're very fortunate the Gospels are not merely the end result of all Jesus' teachings, with all the rough bits polished off. We're very blessed that the Gospels show us the journey of understanding and learning and change of vision that the disciples had to go through before they fully comprehended the message of Jesus as far as any human can. If we only got the final results, we would not have an understanding of the journey of discovery and conversion and challenge that they went through and we too must undergo. We must let go of our old ways of thinking and embrace the new ways of Christ's gospel. These old ways included self-advantage, self-focus. What can I get out of this for myself? And the new ways of the gospel are self-sacrificing service, consideration for others, a mindset that puts oneself last and to be the servant of all. The first reading reminds us of something we have to be very wary of. When we become aware of some challenging aspects of our own weaknesses and selfishness, it's sorely tempting to want to shoot the messenger. That's what happened in the Old Testament days, and it's alive and well today. The prophets pointed out the ways people were not living up to God's ways in what people did and said. Sadly, most people didn't start working straight away on the areas of their weakness or blind spots, but rather typically they started trying to discredit the prophets, ignore them, ridicule their message on many occasions. They killed the prophets rather than deal with the actual problem, their wrongful ways and their bad attitudes. Do we ever see that tendency in ourselves in one way or another? We become aware of our weakness or an area of our lives that needs growth or change in our personalities, one that needs work and improvement or complete turning around sometimes. But instead of humbly beginning that work of asking God to be with us, to pour his grace into our hearts and minds and change these aspects and asking God to remove these barriers, to end these wrongdoings, we can just fob off the message and blame the messenger. This would have to be the most unhelpful and dangerous behaviours around, especially for a would-be disciple of Christ. In a way, it's a self-defence mechanism, isn't it? That kind of thing of denial and continuing to do what we always do is designed to protect us, but it ends up keeping us stuck in bad ways and repeated mistakes. It's not being honest or open with ourselves, and it's not admitting our utter dependence on God's mercy, God's love and grace. That grace that slowly but surely changes us to be more and more like the disciples he's calling us to be. God loves us despite our sinfulness, but God does not want us stuck in the mud either. God is offering us the grace to rise above our weaknesses if we let him address our sinfulness, if we bravely trust in him and honestly face the truth of this. 
We don't have to try hard to see this behavior in action. When something challenging that makes us look a bit deeper into our inner motives and attitudes, the first reaction can be, no, I don't agree with that. No, no, that's not correct. Oh, no, that doesn't apply to me. Let's see them for what they are as immediate defense mechanisms that aren't helping us move forward and aren't helping us to truly hear and receive Christ's life-giving message, his truth that looks into our heart and finds the way forward. St. James, again, speaks out very well, and he spells it out really clearly in the second reading. Wherever you find jealousy and ambition, you find disharmony and wicked things of every kind. Whereas wisdom from above is essentially about working for peace, and it shows itself in kindness, consideration of others, compassion, and it results in good actions. If we're on the right track, partiality and hypocrisy and endless wranglings and fights and disruptions would not be present. Holiness, in God's eyes, is being peacemakers, not stirrers or agitators for one's own desires or ambitions. As James points out in his letter in chapter 3, he says it really clearly. We wouldn't have jealousy or wrangling if people had a self-sacrificing, serving, considerate approach to others above themselves. Jesus, of course, is the perfect example of this self-sacrificing love and service. He could have claimed all authority and every privilege, but instead he emptied himself completely for others. It's dark and shocking and it's challenging. Will we follow the master's footsteps or will we continue trying to go in circles of our own, circles that take us around and around without moving forward? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We're reminded that those who want to be first must make themselves servants of all. Let us pray that nothing will prevent us from promoting the kingdom of God. For those who suffer for the sake of gospel values. We pray to the Lord. For those who are slaves to unfulfilled desires that they cannot have. We pray to the Lord. For peace in our hearts, our lives, and our world.
we pray to the Lord. For protection of human life, especially the unborn. We pray to the Lord. For those who have died, especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord. Lord, we pray not only for ourselves, but for those in need of your mercy and grace. Welcome us as your children and embrace us all with your love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. Receive with favour, O Lord, we pray, the offerings of your people, that what they profess with devotion and faith may be theirs through these heavenly mysteries. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right to give you thanks, truly just to give you glory, Father most holy. For you are the one God living and true, existing before all ages and abiding for all eternity, dwelling in unapproachable light. Yet you who alone are good, the source of life, have made all that is, so that you might fill your creatures with blessings and bring joy to many of them by the glory of your light. And so in your presence are countless hosts of angels who serve you day and night, and gazing upon the glory of your face, glorify you without ceasing. With them too we confess your name in exultation, giving voice to every creature under heaven, as we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. We give you praise, Father most holy, for you are great and you have fashioned all your works in wisdom and in love. 
You formed man in your own image and entrusted the whole world to his care, so that in serving you alone, the Creator, he might have dominion over all creatures, and when through disobedience he had lost your friendship, you did not abandon him to the domain of death. For you came in mercy to the aid of all, so that those who seek might find you. Time and again you offered them covenants, and through the prophets taught them to look forward to salvation. You so loved the world, Father Most Holy, that in the fullness of time you sent your only begotten Son to be our Saviour. Made incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, he shared our human nature in all things but sin. To the poor he proclaimed the good news of salvation, to prisoners freedom, and to the sorrowful of heart joy. To accomplish your plan he gave himself up to death, and rising from the dead he destroyed death and restored life. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us, he sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the firstfruits for those who believe, so that bringing to perfection his work in the world, he might sanctify creation to the full. Therefore, O Lord, we pray, may this same Holy Spirit graciously sanctify these offerings, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, for the celebration of this great mystery, which he himself left us as an eternal covenant. For when the hour had come, for him to be glorified by you, Father Most Holy, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And while they were at supper, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, taking the chalice filled with the fruit of the vine, he gave thanks, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we now celebrate the memorial of our redemption, we remember Christ's death and his descent to the realm of the dead. We proclaim his resurrection and his ascension to your right hand. And as we await his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood, the sacrifice acceptable to you, which brings salvation to the whole world. Look, O Lord, upon the sacrifice which you yourself have provided for your church. 
and grant in your loving kindness to all who partake of this one bread and one chalice, that, gathered into one body by the Holy Spirit, they may truly become a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your glory. Therefore, Lord, remember now all for whom we offer this sacrifice, especially your servant, Francis, our Pope, Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and the whole order of bishops, all the clergy, those who take part in this offering, those gathered here before you, your entire people, and all who seek you with a sincere heart. Remember also those who have died in the peace of your Christ, and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. To all of us, your children, grant, O merciful Father, that we may enter into a heavenly inheritance with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, and with your apostles and saints in your kingdom. There, with the whole of creation, freed from the corruption of sin and death, may we glorify you through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen.
May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. You have laid down your precepts to be carefully kept. May my ways be firm in keeping your statutes. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Graciously raise up, O Lord, those you renew with this sacrament, that we may come to possess your redemption both in mystery and in the manner of our life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Heartfelt thanks to you all for coming together for this celebration of the Eucharist and uniting in prayer for reflection upon God's overflowing grace, his goodness and care. I hope you have a wonderful week and God's grace leads us, guides us and accompanies us. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal 3rd Edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme Hymn, in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it be. Stay, I will.